surname. Sam's talent as a restorer had earned him accolades from customers on both sides of the Atlantic. The foundation for those skills had been handed down from eldest son to eldest son, along with the tools of the trade. Those antique tools commanded a higher insurance premium than the building in which Sam worked. By Jeff's estimation, the hand tools alone, planes, clamps, and vices with elaborately etched brass fittings, rosewood-handled chisels, and carving tools with warm patinas created over decades by the firm grips of craftsmen, would cost more to replace than a blue-collar worker might earn in a year. Over the years, Jeff had been aware of his friend's desire for a son, the fitting offspring to carry on the family business. And he'd seen Sam's concern increase as each and every one of the woodcarver's five offspring had come swaddled in pink. Fortunately, though, Sam's middle girl, Mara, had taken to woodcarving like a duck to a decoy. She'd practically grown up in Sam's shop and had officially joined the business when she was 16. That was 10 years prior, and in the past decade, the carver business had tripled. Jeff nodded appreciatively. Yes, he thought, Sam's forebears would be proud. Sam rubbed his hands on a once-white rag, which now showed various shades of furniture stain, then stroked the chair's curved back as if she were a lover. The old gal just needed the touch of a good man, Jeff. Don't let Helen hear you talk like that. She'll suspect you've got some young thing on the side. Sam laughed. My woman knows she's the only two-legged female I can handle. She's got nothing to worry about. Jeff turned serious. We're lucky, you know. At least our wives appreciate what we do for a living. Some women don't care whether the competition has two legs or four. Or none, for that matter. If they're not the center of attention, then they're jealous. Got someone particular in mind? Jeff raised a brow. That obvious, huh? Only because I've heard that tone before. Jeff leaned against the beadboard counter. I've been thinking about Bill Rhodes. You missed our last fishing trip, so you haven't met his young bride. They'd be seeing Bill later that afternoon when they stopped at his bait shop for fishing supplies. Bride? Hell, I'd about forgotten he had one, let alone a young one. Robbed the cradle, did he? Looks that way, which wouldn't matter if they seemed like a match, but this one acts like she'd scream bloody murder if a live fish got within fifty feet of her. Sam raised his brows. Yeah, well, I bet she doesn't bat an eyelash when she sees the bank deposits. That place is a gold mine. Jeff nodded. Bill's store, the Northwest Territory Bait and Tackle Shop, was a big success, thanks in no small part to Bill's uncanny knack for predicting where the best catches could be made. It didn't matter whether you were fishing for cutthroat, chinook, dolly varden, steelhead, coho, whatever your game, Bill Rhodes had your game plan. In addition, Bill had the state rules for his region memorized. With trout, it was easy, and it rolled off Bill's tongue like a tape recording. Catch and release, except up to two hatchery steelhead may be retained. Then he would add, that's year-round, of course. Rules for salmon were trickier, but he had those committed to memory as well, right down to that tiny window of time during which you could actually keep a Chinook. Sam swiped at a speck of dust on one of the chair's arms. Reckon she'll try to keep Bill from playing poker? I've been counting on winning a new rod and reel from him this trip. 
Jeff noted a touch of Sam's native southern drawl in his speech. It only happened when the transplanted Texan had had a few beers or was comfortable with the company. Jeff considered it a compliment and enjoyed hearing an accent in his homogenized Washington. It was a fascinating combination of good old boy and ebonics. What do you need a new rod and reel for? Your bamboo bomber catches more than a dozen of those new combos would. Jeff and Sam had nicknamed the bamboo rod, which had been a present from Sam's mom to mark his 13th birthday, then gave it every possible chance to live up to the moniker during Sam's stays with Washington relatives. Now that depends. You can't figure Gordy's replacement into that. That kid might have the corner on beginner's luck. Gordy's replacement, Jeff thought. Nobody could replace Gordon Easthope, especially someone half his age, besides being one of the FBI's top agents.